0: Today on Rooted Daily, we give you five Bible instructions for social media. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're going to give you four simple Bible instructions for how Christians should act on social media. You know, the average adult in 2019 is going to spend roughly two hours a day on social media. That beats the time we spend on any other form of socialization. We are spending a lot of time here, and it's becoming more and more important every day to know how God wants us to act online. You know, Talking about Jesus is easier than ever now, but so is falling into the sins that our tongue has always been capable of. In James chapter 3, verse 3, we're told that when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal, or take ships as an example. Although they're so large and are driven by strong winds, they're steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great force is set on fire by a small spark the tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it itself set on fire by hell. Our words have power. I think James illustrates that pretty clearly. And so our tongues, and perhaps now in the 21st century, our thumbs too can be dangerous. So what do we need to do to avoid the trap of sin and glorify God with social media? Well, first, just like most things, social media can be good until you overdo it. To glorify God with social media, we have to limit ourselves. Paul tells us in Ephesians 5.15 to be very careful that how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Social media can become a vacuum that, that's always trying to suck up more and more of your time and your identity. Don't let it get out of control. And now social media, it can be used for good. You can encourage people around you. You can stay informed about what's going on in the world and in your community. You may even have some open doors to introduce people to the gospel. But remember that Jesus said that the way we show the world who he is, isn't always just through teaching it's through serving matthew chapter 25 verse 34 it says then the king will say to those on his right come you who are blessed by my father take your inheritance the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world for i was hungry and you gave me something to eat i was thirsty and you gave me something to drink i was a stranger and you invited me in i needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. That is what Christ said was true worship. To live up to that call of service, sometimes we need to step away from the keyboard. You're speaking, or better yet, showing the gospel to someone face-to-face. That is worth more than a tweet will ever be. You know, don't be the person who walks past someone who is hungry or past someone who's thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison because you're too distracted looking at a phone. Second, we should speak the truth and love online. You know, social media, it can't be the only way we talk about our faith, but it certainly can be a way. And I'm not saying that every post needs to be a, a theological treatise on salvation, but don't hide your faith online. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 15, people do not light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, there is no room for fear or shame for a Christian. We have the most incredible hope that can be offered and we shouldn't hide that. Now, we also don't have to avoid calling sin what it is just because of some ridiculous concept of tolerance. Jesus loved us all immensely, but he never showed any inclination of ignoring evil. He never did it simply despite people, though. He never pointed out sin simply uh, to diminish people. He was always trying to draw people to him, draw people to the truth. He was always loving and forgiving. If we emulate that, we will stand out as something pretty unique because that is the opposite of what we normally see online. Don't be afraid to speak the truth and speak it the way Christ did. Third, when we're on social media, we should not settle scores with a post. There are some people who rub us the wrong way. There are some people who infuriate us. And we have this instinct to call them out on social media. It's easier than ever to let the world know how much you dislike someone, how much you dislike something. But before you hit post, think for a minute. If I were in a room with someone, if I were in the room with Jesus Christ, is this what God would want me to say? then if the answer is yes, is this how God would want me to say it? Go on to Yelp sometime and read some of the reviews for businesses. It's like the Wild West on there. There doesn't seem to be any regard for the impact words have, the power of the tongue. And Yelp might hide your last name and you might be miles away from the person you're talking about separated by a screen and a keyboard, but be sure you're not anonymous. God sees that. And just like you will be judged on account of what you say directly to other people, you'll be judged by what we say online too. And we aren't just tempted to do this when we get subpar service at a restaurant. The distance between the keyboard and the real world makes it easy to try to settle all of our grievances online. Even those we have within the church you know social media is great for a lot of things but it is not where we are going to find a conclusion to important doctrinal questions or where we resolve our personal conflicts with other christians or where we make elders or deacons or preachers or teachers change their mind because we denounce them with a post in matthew chapter 18 jesus made it clear that even when we are confronting sin in the church, that's serious, let alone some less significant grievance, it should not be resolved by a mob. You go to that person individually and you talk to them. Don't settle your scores with a post. Get out from behind the keyboard when you have a conflict and strive to work it out. Fourth and finally, don't pay the trolls. Social media, it has, certainly brought out some terrible elements of human behavior. Bitter people just wait online to pounce. And while trolls... They've flourished on internet forums. They're really nothing new. Jesus had the Pharisees who, if they had keyboards, I'm convinced they would have sat up in their basement all night long trying to trap Jesus, trying to trap his disciples in some argument that they couldn't get out of. And Luke chapter 11, verse 53, after Jesus goes on about the woes of the Pharisees, Jesus went outside and the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began to oppose him fiercely and to besiege him with questions, waiting to catch him. And something he might say. That's what they did to Christ. That's what they have done to Christians ever since, and it happens online too. And Jesus, he's wiser than all of us, and yet he knew that these Pharisees didn't truly want the truth. He could have given them an answer. They already had the answers, in fact, but they just wanted to undermine him. Trolls on the internet, they don't care about reasonable Bible study. They aren't going to uh, take what you say and investigate it for themselves. They're probably just going to send back a a crude gif. So don't be a troll and don't be their victim either. Move on to someone who's actually open to learning about Christ. You know, just like the words you speak to someone's face have power, the words you type can make great boasts, like a, a small rudder that controls a whole ship. So be wise with what you post and do everything for the glory of God. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually, using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday, so that you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.